1: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Investor Intelligence, brought to you by the team at The Property Mentors. It's your weekly podcast for all things investment and hosted by me, Phoebe Sikowski wallace So today's episode is, of course, part of our full on Feb series, where for the month of February, we're releasing double the amount of episodes so that you'll have double the amount of content. And joining me today is and back again is our director of property management, Renee Whitehouse. Thank you for joining me today Renee. Hi Phoebe,
2: thanks for having me of again. Of course,
1: anytime. So Renee, a few years ago the Victorian government made changes to the Residential Tenancy Act. Um, it's now been a few years of course since mm-hmm. um, these changes have been in full effect, correct?
2: Correct, yes yeah. they came in on the 29th of March in 2021. Yeah, okay. So today I
1: kind of wanted to explore those key changes and what they mean for both rental providers and renters. Mm-hmm. So can you start off, can you walk us through some of the most significant changes that
2: were made to the tenancy laws uh, and maybe why they were implemented? Sure. So there was um, 132 reforms that came into play, but as a bit of an overview, there were some minimum standards that residential rental providers have to adhere to to bring their properties up to that um, specific minimum standard. So some of those included um, locks on doors. Mm -hmm. So having a deadlock on both um, a front door and a back door if there was a back door in the property. Right. Um, rubbish bins, standard <laughs> rubbish bins, vermin proof rubbish bins. Um, toilets, so the toilets had to be functioning and in good, good good working order.
1: Oh, that's nice. Go of them, go yeah. figure,
2: yes. Um with bathrooms, there needed to be adequate hot water. Okay. So a three star minimum rating. Right. Uh for water efficiency. Kitchens, so kitchens also had to have a reasonable supply of hot and cold water and good cooking facilities that function. Right. In a laundry, there now has to be a hot and cold water function. Structural soundness, making sure that the property is weatherproof. These weren't things before 2021. (laughs) Um, These these weren't a. I think the little landlords let some things slide, but some of the things weren't requirements. No. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Uh, Mold. Property has to be without mold, obviously, for many reasons. I almost, I'm <laughs> sorry,
1: I almost want to laugh. Like these sound, they just
2: sound like basic, correct things that you should yes. either have or not have. Yes, yeah, yeah. The big thing uh, that was introduced is the electrical and gas safety compliance. Mm-hmm. So that now needs to be done every two years on a property, and then smoke alarms every twelve months. Uh, window coverings, so blinds mm-hmm. on every window that has direct view or sight uh, from one property into another. Okay, yep. Uh, so whether it's a block out or a, a, like a sunscreen or sheer, mm-hmm. blind, roller blind, curtain, whatnot, windows must be lockable. So if there is a window that um, pushes out, pushes up, mm-hmm. it needs to have a lock on it. Okay, that's a good one. Yes. Um, adequate lighting, adequate ventilation, mm. heating. Uh, so there, this is another thing that they brought in that not all properties have or had heaters, whereas now the minimum standard is that there has to be at least one heater in the lounge room.
1: Okay. Does that have to double up as an air conditioner? As it well? does not. Interesting. No. Okay.
2: So aircon is not considered a minimum standard in Queensland, obviously a little bit different due to yeah. the, the weather. Yep. <laughs> uh, but in Victoria, no. And that's that's pretty much the basic to bring it up to a minimum standard. Okay.
1: So that's a, that's a pretty long list then. Have yes. there been any challenges or kind of unintended consequences as a result of the changes to the tenancy laws?
2: Yes. <laughs> uh, some of those would be – like it's quite expensive to – Bring your property up to a minimum standard if it wasn't already at least halfway there. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of owners were impacted by that quite a lot because of the outlaying costs that they had to do mm-hmm. trade trades availability as well to get all that underway. I can so- imagine. Yeah,
1: I can imagine that that coming into full swing, having to do all of that at the same time, would have affected rental providers quite.
2: Yes. Urgently, yeah. It, it would have. So the thing was that with a lot of the older properties, mm. um, a lot of work did need to be done to bring it up to a minimum standard, whereas some of the new properties that we were dealing with at the time, they didn't have to have those checks done immediately. So we could we could wait, you know, the two years essentially. Okay. Um, whereas some of those older ones we had to sort of get done yeah, pretty, yep, there was probably more work there. Pre- pretty quick, pretty smart. catch up there. <laughs> exactly. So um, COVID also didn't help because we were limited to doing certain in- inspections. Right. So if a property manager wasn't overly familiar with a property and what was there and what wasn't, it was sort of relying on what the tenant was advising right. and what the owner was advising too, mm-hmm. but when that sort of stopped and we were able to go back and do inspections, we were um, able to get a better understanding, I guess, of what the property needed, and then we could advise the clients how mm-hmm. hey, you need to do this, this, and this to bring it up to the standard. Um, so yeah, it was a lot of work in that sense. Yeah, at the time.
1: So okay, so you've touched on how it's kind of affected uh, renters and rental providers. How? Have, like, property managers been affected by
2: those changes? Uh, it's really interesting. So I am part of a property management forum on Facebook. There's fourteen or 15,000 property managers across Australia on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, predominantly a lot of them are based in Victoria. And it is really shocking to me that some property managers do not know what some of these standards are are what they have to do and what they have to advise of their clients. Okay. So that aside for me as a property manager, it was a lot of work initially mm-hmm. to advise all of our clients what the changes were and how we were going to help them achieve whatever needed to be done yeah. for the property to bring it up to a standard. And then at, at the same time, especially with some of those older properties, you wouldn't maybe get a little bit of pushback from clients who weren't willing to spend the money mm, okay. that needed to be done. Right. So, and I've, I've heard of other colleagues that I used to work with that they have had to terminate the management of that particular owner of those properties because they weren't willing to do those things, like put a heater in, for mm, example, mm. or get the gas and electrical safety checks done. So it's really hard in that sense. Like it's not something that we're implementing as an agency. It's yeah. something that the government's implemented. Right. So we were just the middleman in trying to advise them of what they needed to do Mm. and try and assist them along the way.
1: Okay. So that pushback and it sounds like a a lot more work just to have to navigate people as someone who knows and is across the board with all of that information. Yes. That pushback and that extra work is is what has affected property managers. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Okay. A bit more of a workload. In your opinion, what are some of the most important changes that renters and rental providers should be aware of then when they're entering either a new agreement or they're renewing their current agreement?
2: Yes, okay. One of the things that came out is that when you sign a new lease agreement, whether it be now a brand new lease when you're moving into a brand new property or if you're renewing your lease, one of the things that an owner must complete and be included in the lease is called a disclosure statement. Okay. So the disclosure statement is, I think it's about 10 or 12 questions that the owner has to answer honestly and to the best of their knowledge about the property. So some of those questions are, has the gas and electrical safety been done? Has there been any mold in the property that you're aware of mm-hmm. Has there been a death in the property that you're aware of Has there been any drugs being cooked in the property that you're aware of um, do you have any intention to sell the property that you're aware of within the next 12 months two years So I think in the owner providing that information as as to the best of their knowledge mm-hmm. um, it does give our renters a little bit a little bit more reassurance that things are covered, things are ticked off yeah. and that they know that the property is in good condition and the owner doesn't have any intention to sell that they're aware of.
1: They sound like pretty straightforward questions as well. And, again, yes. like best to their knowledge. Yes,
2: because, yeah, some of our clients, like particularly with our, with our clients, some of them haven't lived in their properties. It's purely an investment. Mm. So they might not know. They might not have even seen the property. So they're relying on us as property managers to help assist them with those questions, even though they have to fill the paperwork out and sign it themselves. But some of them might not know.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay. The other things um, I think is great is that with cleaning. So if a property is being professionally cleaned or has been professionally cleaned prior to a tenant moving in, the tenant must get that property professionally cleaned when they vacate.
1: Yeah. It yeah. avoids
2: – when a tenant vacates, sometimes there's a little bit little bit of back and forth with when we do a vacate inspection, we might not think that it's in a clean condition whereas the tenant's paid a cleaner to go through but the cleaner hasn't done a very good job. Right. So if a tenant uses the same cleaner that we often would recommend, mm-hmm. um, then there is 90 – Nine percent of the time, no issues. Yeah, yep. and it's a pretty smooth transition in getting their bond back. Mm-hmm. Aside, you know, from the fact that there might be anything else that is damaged, right? But yeah, generally, it's a much smoother and quicker process.
1: I just want to go back a little bit. Have the changes to the tenancy laws affected the rental market in Victoria, both in terms of availability and then affordability 100%. as well? Okay,
2: yes. how so? <laughs> so with the changes that came in and with everything that's going on across melbourne mm-hmm. especially over the last what is it 10 months or so with all the interest rate rises with the election and then of ov- obviously adding on top of that when 2 years ago these new regulations came in mm-hmm. the vacancy rates have lowered because the stock levels on the market have lowered A lot of owners, as I mentioned before, if they aren't in a position to put money into a property to bring it up to a minimum standard, they're taking the property off the market, whether it sits vacant until they knock it down if that's their intention or if they're going to have to sell it. Yeah, okay. So it really has has seen a huge change in – The vacancy rates, but also rents have gone up quite significantly as well. Right. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It sounded like what you were talking about before, like the pushback that people were having if they didn't want to spend the money to Mm. get their investment properties up to scratch. Yeah. That it would have some kind of flow on effect of them either selling it off. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: And so the other things that that, um, an owner has to consider is that if you're putting in money and doing maintenance to a property... You've got to take into account depreciation. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not an accountant, so don't quote me, Mm -hmm. but obviously you need to speak to your own accountant for this advice, but you could be claiming that back at tax time for some of those things.
1: Yeah, yeah. How then can a good property manager help renters and rental providers navigate their new responsibilities?
2: Yeah, so sort of like I mentioned before, there are quite a few agencies and property managers that I am aware of that aren't across what needs to be done. Yeah. So it is really – it's a detrimental thing that if a property manager isn't sure of what needs to be done and then as a very worst case scenario they put a, a renter into a property and something happens and then the owner hasn't done, done a gas and electrical safety check and something happens in that regard, mm. um, it could have really come back and bite an owner and an agency – yeah because so with the with the regulations if an owner isn't if an owner is found not to be doing the things that are required to bring property up to minimum standard consumer affairs can issue an infringement notice mm-hmm. not only to them but also to the agency and the penalty units vary in degrees and costs right as to what the issue is
1: okay well that's probably a good thing in the sense that you know if because a lot of people probably wouldn't know, even if you were to ask a property manager, hey, are you across all the tenancy laws? Yeah. They could just say, yeah, sure I am. Totally. But, and there's kind of, there wouldn't be many ways to prove that. Th-
2: this is exactly right. So this is,
1: that's great in that sense Yeah. That like, I mean, I wouldn't wish anyone <laughs> get fined or anything, no. but that's one way to to have yeah. these property managers get up to scratch with their own, because they're
2: the ones who need to know it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I've been to a couple of properties recently and met, um, some clients, and they've had other agents out giving them appraisals as well. And in this one particular property, I remember there weren't any blinds in one of the bedrooms, and also the kitchen, and both of those rooms looked directly into another apartment building. Okay. And I think this, um, I think this client had said he'd had two or three other agents out before I'd gotten there. I was the only one that brought that to his attention. Wow. Yeah. So little things like that. Mm think it's really important because you want the client to be made aware at the time rather than calling them in six weeks time when a tenant yeah, moves in. And and it's too late. Yeah it's too late mm. um, and then you're going to have to wait an extra few weeks for the blinds to be installed due to supply and mm. um, installation time and I think it really goes to show that if you're across the legislation as much as you can be because there is a lot um, it goes to show what,
1: what <laughs> like having having a good property manager in your team does yes. and how you might front some costs up front mm. but in the long run yeah they're going to be saving you so much money exactly. so much yeah so much time yes yeah so okay renee what to wrap up what can we expect to see in the future regarding the rental market in victoria um in light of the changes to these tenancy laws
2: yeah, so I don't have a crystal ball in regards to your question. I think that now we're nearly two years in, a lot of people are aware of what needs to be done, especially okay. with our clients. We make them aware of this all the time. Mm-hmm. And I feel that because a lot of people are already aware of what's going on. Um, what I would like to think is that because we do have such a low vacancy rate in stock on the market at the moment for tenants to rent, that we would see a lot of new investors coming in to the market or, pro- or properties coming onto the market that have been done up to bring up, bring them up to the minimum standards Yeah. Okay. Um, just to try and help all of these people that are looking for properties. Mm, mm-hmm. Rents will st- – I think rents will still continue to rise. Mm. Um and the vacancy rate will probably stay the same Yeah, for a little bit longer. Okay. Yeah.
1: Do you have any final advice on it? like anything we've spoken about today?
2: Listen to your property manager and if they're advising you to do something that is in regards to the legislation and the minimum standards, take their advice.
1: Yeah. No, thank you for walking us through that because – again, every time I talk to you, you see why it's important to have someone in your team who's always across this information, because as you said, it is a lot of information Mm -hmm. and not a lot of people have time to wrap their head around it. But thank you for talking to me
0: today. You're
2: welcome. Thanks for having me.
0: If you found this episode or any of our episodes helpful, please make sure to share and leave a rating to help us reach more people on their investing journeys. And of course, subscribe to be notified when new episodes drop. Make sure to follow the podcast on Instagram at Investor Intelligence Podcast. You can find links to our other socials in the show notes, including a link to the Property Mentors weekly blog. If you are ready to get your property portfolio in shape for financial freedom, check out Luke's latest book, Property Fit. You can get yourself a copy at www.propertyfitbook.com.au.